Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Karen just gave a very enthusiastic, I don't know, that was like a cheerleader pose. What was that? You're pumping No, that was a bench press pose. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just excited Um, to see you for your faces, ladies. Karen, ready to go. Very happy to welcome you to this episode of Anchor Moms. Um, And we would like to tell you that we, um, two out of three of us, are coming to you vaccinated. Um, I, I, Katie, do you feel this? Like, just did you feel that sense of (sighs) relief when you got it? Yes. Yes. Uh huh. Um, I actually felt almost even a little emotional to be. To- Did I text you guys this? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I felt almost kind of emo- like weirdly emotional about it. Um, let's just back up for a second. So here in North Carolina, they opened it up to media members about a week and a half ago, um, which was very exciting for us because I was not sure when I would get the vaccine. I just assumed that it would be sort of in the last rung. I'm in my 30s. I'm a healthy person. Um, So when they opened it up to media people, that was huge for me. And the fact that I could go ahead and get that, like register immediately was huge for me. Um, And then on that day, I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is the one shot. Um, I felt like, yay, humanity, yay, science. I can't believe this day is finally here it's possible that our long national nightmare is there's like finally a light at the end of the very dark tunnel for me. Yeah. And uh, same, I think that it was, I felt the same way. I didn't expect it until this summer. So it was kind of this like, Oh, um, uh, 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 Oh, right now. Okay. And then when you get the Johnson and Johnson, it's even more so because it's not even like you have to wait for the second shot. So it was just like all of a sudden to, to be honest, I still don't think it's really hit me. I, you know, I haven't changed anything. It's not like I went out partying, you know, right? <laughs> uh, after I got the vaccine. And I don't think that it's totally sunk in. Um, but it, it, I did feel a very big sense of like, whew. And it's funny, our kids were very much like, wait, mom and dad both have, they call it the medicine, both have the medicine now. Like, wait, when can we get the medicine? Yeah. And so then it was funny because then it's like, okay, well now you know, my husband and I are both vaccinated. That's great. But now it is kind of like, okay, well now, you know, when, when will it be available for children? Um, I know, I know there's studies going on now, so that's interesting, but yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's kind of a weird feeling, right? And it does feel like, okay, we made it. Like we were on this long year long journey of like, let's hope we don't get COVID. And now like we, we kind of did it right. Like we've, we're over the hump. So do you feel like superhuman, like you don't need to wear your mask anywhere? 
Like, how I do don't. You, I you don't know? personally. I like I said. I, I well, a I don't think it's sunk in, and b I, I you know like even when you're out, nobody else knows you got it. True. Right. So it's like. I don't know. I, I don't feel that. Do you feel that, Katie? No, of course not. And I don't think the guidance from the CDC would recommend going about without your mask, certainly in public settings. But I feel less fearful in public settings. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. feel more like, I don't know, I just feel safer. I feel like it's okay. You know, I've been going to the gym here for a couple of months and I've been really, I didn't realize it until after I got vaccinated But I've been really hesitant and sort of, I've been, of course, wearing my mask when I'm working out and I still am, but I didn't realize that I sort of had this like mental anxiety about going. And then I realized after I was vaccinated, I realized that sort of went away. Like I didn't know that I was like holding that inside. So it's definitely made me less fearful and just feel, I don't, just safer, just in general, safer, safer for those around me, safer for myself, safer for River, who of course has not been vaccinated yet. So yeah, oh, I'm it's jealous. Just a huge weight. Yes, I'm. I'm. As listeners know, I'm pregnant, so I haven't gotten the vaccine yet. Um, there haven't been any studies done. At least the results haven't been done yet on pregnant women. Um, but what has come out is results from pregnant women who have had COVID. So, for example, my doctor was telling me um, women who got COVID, for example, in December who were pregnant, their babies now who are still in utero, still growing inside of them, are having developmental issues because their moms had COVID. Um, Wow. Right. So what they're saying now is, well, the risk for getting COVID is much greater than whatever potential risk a vaccine may Opposed to you or your baby. That being said, there is no research done on how a vaccine impacts a baby in your uterus, at least this specific type of vaccine. So I'm undecided. And let me tell you, I, I have fear both ways. So I still live my days in fear, as we all have for the past year. And even more so now that I know the, the severity of if I get COVID and how that could impact my baby. And then just the unknown of if I do get the vaccine, how is that going to impact my baby, if at all, negatively or positively? There was just a report out this week that a baby was born with um, some of the immunity from the vaccine from a mother who, 36 weeks pregnant, got the vaccine. And um, some of that went through to the baby and the baby was tested and, um, you know, because you can't vaccinate an infant. So then it's like, well, maybe you should be getting the vaccine. But so it's just there's so many unknowns that it's again just it's scary either way you look at it. So I mean, I think people, yeah, I think people who aren't pregnant are having, you know, there's obviously a lot of discussion and a lot of concern about the whole thing. And then when you add on the layer of I'm pregnant and this is my unborn child I'm trying to protect. It's, Mm -hmm. it's very hard. So I, I don't envy you and I'm, you know, I'm sure you'll make the right decision and figure it out, but yeah, it's a tough one. Um, and I, I think, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe, I don't know, Katie, if you feel like this, but I do, I just feel like it was just this 
early Christmas present, really. Like it was just this gift that I didn't expect until the summer that I, we got. No, I'm so happy you and guys got it. And yeah, it, it does. It's, it's funny how, you know, like I said, I haven't really changed anything, but th- there's certain things in my head that I'll think about something and be like, oh, wait, I don't have to I'm worry about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like it's funny, all those things and, you know, that you've been so stressed about for a year. Um, so Anyway, it's it's good news. It's good news. Hey, and just really quick, I want to give a shout out to all the volunteers uh, across the nation, specifically here in North Carolina. I will tell you, this mass vaccination clinic was like a well-oiled yes. machine. <clears throat> I think that was part of why I was so emotional because it was just it was just unbelievable how well it was all done and planned and executed. Man, I was in and out of there in 25, 30 minutes. Just just impressive and just a positive experience um, the whole way around. So and you think, yeah, and them. you think about those volunteers too. You know, a lot of them are, maybe, you know, a lot of them were older. You know, they yeah. might, obviously, I would hope they've all been vaccinated. But still, like, it's a risk to, to sit, get out in the public and do a big thing like that and be around so many different people. So, yeah, thank you to all of those folks who made that happen. From the news desk. Okay, let's move on to our first article because, oddly enough, it kind of goes along with our theme here. Yes. So the new CDC guidance for vaccinated people, what that means for parents and for kids. Uh, so this article talks about, you know, kind of a lot of the, the information that we've been given for the past year in terms of what to do, how what precautions to take. That's shifting now a bit, right, as more and more people get vaccinated so just recently, they, the CDC did put out new guidance, um, and one of the big things it said was that grandparents can now hug their grandkids. If the grandparents have been vaccinated, they can hug their grandkids, which I think is, like, really just the biggest takeaway, right? I mean, yeah. finally, finally. Um, so that's, that's great news. And then it also talks about, in this article, it kind of goes through the, the suggestions and, um, you know, parents who have been vaccinated can hang out with other parents who have been vaccinated indoors without masks now. Um, and it also talked about teachers and kids um, and being in school, uh, how, how that's um, less of a concern now as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's just kind of nice to finally see these strict rules loosening up a little bit, right? As, as more people get the vaccine. You know, I asked my OB also, I said, okay, so what if all of these people around me, adults, are vaccinated, and obviously I am not, am I safe? And that was the one thing she, like, hesitated on, and she was like, I mean, I still would, like, be really careful, because the vaccine is only, I think, 95% yeah. um, uh, safe and from stopping COVID, and you could still be a carrier and spread that to somebody who is in that vulnerable population and that could really impact them. So, you know, all of these, all of this guidance is wonderful news, but we still have a long way to go. Right. Right. And, and yes. And, and all of this guidance too, is like, to your point, Ingrid, like very much like, unless there's someone with who's at a greater risk of COVID, you know, all of this is kind of like general, but if there is that more vulnerable person in your setting, obviously still keep, all the precautions. You right. should, um, if you're inter- if you're listening to this at home and you're confused by all of this, mm-hmm. um, you should look at this article that'll be in our show notes, or you can look up the latest CDC guidelines because there are like, okay, if you are an adult and you're vaccinated and you're hanging out with another adult who's vaccinated um, and it's been two weeks, you can socialize indoors without masks. 
if you are a, like, there's all sorts of stipulations. So if you want to get into the nitty gritty, that information is available uh, to you. So um, yeah, don't listen to us. Check out the, gu- check we, out the guidelines for yourself. Um, in case you also, don't know, we are not doctors. What? We are we're not, not experts. We don't come doctors. across as doctors. Also, doctor. this week, I read it in several scripts on the news desk, um, the CDC also saying that three feet um, of yeah. social distancing, oh, interesting. Is, it looks as though is it's about the same as, as the six-foot the six rule, which is only interesting mm. because, of course, there's been a lot of discussions about opening up schools and how can you do that safely? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to keep kids six feet apart. Um, so that's some good news as well, if that really comes to, to hold true. I mean, maybe still try to say six feet apart, but you know, if you have to, I feel like Jay and I, my co-anchor, I'm going to be honest with you. We're not really six feet apart on the, the news desk. I have never taken a tape measure, but I feel as though we are. And so reading that made me feel better. Cause I thought, okay, well, at least mm-hmm. Jay and I maybe Maybe mm-hmm. we have been, uh, you know, and again, at least distanced. Yeah. And again, they talk about like, what kind of like you're in a studio. Is it well ventilated? Is it not Correct. well ventilated? Like all of these things come into play and you don't have even time to like, think about that when you're walking into the next building or environment, you're not like, excuse me, ma'am, what is that? How's the right. HVAC system in this building? Like, right. Just right. wear your mask until we're told not to wear it. Basically. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. This guidance though, you guys comes just days before my parents are coming to visit for the first time in months and months and months. And I am oh, so God. excited that they can hug the children because it's they're back like they're vaccinated. Yep. They've vaccinated, oh, been, been vaccinated for two weeks. And I am just, I'm, I feel like it's going to be this, like the best hug ever. Right. When yeah. I finally get to like pick up the, their grandkids and squeeze them and give them some love. So it's exciting. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. Mama, mama. Mom's the word. You got some mums for us? Uh, Karen, this one will be very familiar to you because you are actually the one that turned me on to this. And my sister reminded me about it this week when she was recommending it for one of my friends who is pregnant. Um, It's the Baby Bargains book. Have oh, I love the Baby Barbins book. The Baby yes. Barbins book. This book is huge. And I, I kind of forgot about how huge it was until I um, had a, um, a Zoom call with one of my good friends from grad school who's actually due around the same time as you, um, Ingrid. And she had reached out on social media like, what do I absolutely need as I'm filling out this registry? And my sister wrote to her, okay, Carolyn, like you need to get the Baby Bargains book. And I was laughing because, Karen, you actually sent my sister the Baby Bargains book. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So it's funny how like everything in my life sort of comes full circle here. Um, So the Baby Bargains book is this book. Um, There's a couple of different editions. I think they come, it comes out every couple of years, Um, but it is kind of a baby registry cheat sheet. And it's basically the best gear with unbiased reviews. It covers everything from like strollers, cribs, crib sheets, high chairs, car seats, like basically anything that you, bottles, bottle nipples, pacifiers, anything that you would put on your um, baby registry. What I really like about this book, and I feel like Karen, you're kind of like a a frugal gal. They rate things like good, better, best. So if you're like, okay, I'm willing to like really go all out on the stroller. This book will tell you what like the best of the best stroller is because not, not only is it expensive, but it also got really good reviews, but then it'll also tell you like, this is like the, the good option, the more affordable option. It got 
you know, it has good safety ratings, but also it's super affordable. So you can sort of pick and choose. I'm going to spend a million dollars on my stroller, but I'm going to go super, you know, I'm going to go cheap on the car seat. I'm going to go cheap on the crib sheets on the crib, that kind of thing. So, Mm -hmm. and it talks about safety ratings. I was kind of reviewing it this morning before we sat down and it talks about, this is one of the things that sort of blew my mind, but this is like sort of what you'll glean from this book. It talked about, you can pay hundreds of dollars for a crib and you can pay like 90 bucks for a crib. But if you buy it here in the U S it has to meet a certain safety standard. So just know if you spend $500 on a crib or 50 bucks on a crib, it's, it's going to be safe regardless. So you right. don't have Same to with car seats. Yeah. yeah. And like, I feel like as an, I didn't like as a new mom, I didn't know that. And that gives you, I feel like a lot of freedom and deciding yeah. how much you really want to spend on this stuff. So it's the baby bargains book. You can get it on Amazon and, um, I highly recommend it. I love it. It's my favorite thing for new moms. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great book. It's easy to get overwhelmed and it's, it's so nice that it breaks it down. This book tells you you just like, tells you exactly what to get, which I love. Yeah. Um, I'm in the market for a new high chair, so I need to get that book or borrow it for me. Yep. All right. Next article today is uh, again from scary mommy. We love scary mommy. They always have like, usually like funny or kind of obscure articles. Um, I feel like we are constantly on their site. So this is something, if you have a kid, you'll be like, "Uh uh-huh, yep, girl, I hear you. If you don't have a kid, you're going to be like, "Uh, that's not how it's going to (laughs) be. So this is called The Mental Load of New Motherhood. It took me by surprise. So um, this mom, she, you know, when she was married to her husband before they had kids, everything was kind of half and half, right? They went halfsies on everything. So um, whether it was bills or housework or whatever, it was kind of split down the middle. You know, they had a good thing going. Well, let me tell you, once she had this baby, everything changed. Now she's doing what she feels like is most of the heavy lifting, right? So she she has like a, a baby baby, it sounds like. So she's still breastfeeding and she's still like very physically attached having to take care of this baby, which as we talked about many times on this podcast, obviously the dad just, they just can't do a lot of those things. Um, but what she's realizing is it's also the mental load and sounds like probably emotional load that she's also carrying that he doesn't have to carry as well. So part of this is, of course, she had the baby during a pandemic, which is going to be hard in general. It's hard to have a baby when there's not a pandemic. So she had the baby and she works in the event business. Well, as you all know, not doing so hot in 2020 and 2021 is better. So she quit her job because it was only part time and she had to make the decision um, whether or not she should stay home with her baby. And so she made that decision and I think it sounds like she is happy with her decision, but she also is kind of like up late at night thinking about that career she gave up. And she's thinking now about going back to work and she just has all this guilt. She has guilt. The fact that she quit her job. Now she has guilt. The fact that she's going to leave her baby and her baby might have to get on formula. And meanwhile, her husband didn't have to go through any of this. So they had the baby. He kept his job. He comes home. The baby coos at him and smiles And then he goes to sleep and then he goes back to work and he kind of has the best of both worlds. And she's like, I don't have the best of any of these worlds now. And she just had no idea that that's what it was going to be like when she had this baby. And I'm like, yep, yep. 
And I want to be like, don't worry, it's going to get so much better. But like, do you guys no. think it gets a lot better? No. <laughs> no. No. Even when you stop nursing, it's like, you know. Because I think the re- we've talked about this so many times on this podcast, but the reality is no matter how wonderful your husband is, the majority of like parenting and the emotional load of parenting falls to the mom. Like it's just a universal, a hundred percent truth in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know how to make it easier. But I will just tell you, I read this article and it made me like it made me kind of emotional because it's just it it hit like hit home a hundred percent. When she talks about one night she was lying in bed and she got a surge of jealousy. My husband never once had to question whether or not he was going back to work after our daughter was born. He never once had to reckon with his identity as both a father and a bad, bad, a professional. He could simply be both unapologetically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, I say this all the time and people don't like to hear this. I firmly believe that you cannot have it all. You cannot be everything to every one. It just doesn't work. And so something like your it's, it's just hard to do a parenting a hundred percent and your career a hundred percent. And, um, it's just like the cold, hard truth. And you just gotta, you just gotta reckon with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, the thing for me that, you know, and, and I think we can all say, we all have wonderful husbands who help as much as they can, but the hard part for me is just that constant. Do you guys have like a constant in your head of like, okay, what's next? Like, you know, okay, who's got to go where next? Who is the sitter coming? What time are they confirmed? What about next week? What are we looking at here? Do we have all the appointments ready? Who's going to watch this child when this child's going here? Like, you know, like just a constant logistical like map of our lives that's always running in my head. And that's what's so stressful And I just, sometimes it just, it does make me a little jealous that like my husband doesn't have that running in his head. Yeah. Now, you know, he's worrying about our finances more maybe, or his very stressful work job. So I'm not trying to say that he's not doing his part, but that, that part of it, that like running general running of the household logistics falls on the mom. And it is tough to keep up with that every day in and out. Have I made their lunch? Have I, you know, like all of it, the laundry, the everything just gets so overwhelming, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I mean, the other part that you're, what we're leaving out of all of this is, and you guys have more kids than I do, obviously. Um, so maybe this is just River, but I have a funny feeling it's not. River, like your, your kids go-to person. Like mom mm-hmm. is your kids like go-to person. So like, you fully feel responsible for like their emotional needs as well. And they depend on you to mm-hmm. be responsible for their emotional, their emotional needs. You know, dad is great, but mom is queen. I mean, which is why of course, like mother's day is like, you know, is like <laughs> the full holiday that it should be. But I mean, it's just, it's just the truth. Ingrid, I feel like you yeah. even before I had river, like, I feel like I remember you saying like, Yeah. Like, why do you think Mother's Day is, like, such a freaking big deal? It's because, like, mom does everything. Yeah, and, you know, I think part of it is, like, innate maybe that these children, I don't know, maybe turn to the mom a lot of times for that emotional, like, you're talking about the emotional response or just, like, if they fall, like, I don't know, nine times out of ten, it's like, mama, right? Which all moms are like, 
okay, like mom's here. Like, okay, I'll save the day. Just bring her over to me. I'll give her a hug and she'll immediately stop crying. That's how it works. Yeah. But also part of it is our fault. Like Karen, like I'll just use you, your example. Like you just said, like the list, uh, like let's say making lunch, like, okay, well let's have dad make the lunches. So take that thing off of our list. And I know people say these things and then you end up just doing them anyways, because by the time you sit there and you explain the thing and you mm-hmm. tell them how to do it, and then you have to remind them to do it 20 times. You could have done it t- yourself 20 times. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'll just do everything. Still making lunches. <laughs> yeah. Still making lunches. Yep. Uh, and the other thing, too, that, and this is something that, do, do you guys feel like you're the one who has to know where everything is? Oh, why do, why do I tell you, why do I have to know? Like, I always have to know where baby wishy is. I always have to know where the tiny race car man is like those things that your kids want that like, they just expect you to know where they are. And you have to always in the back, somewhere in the back of your head, there's like a little box. It's like, okay, here's where all the (laughs) important kid things are. And I know that. Yeah, yes. it's behind the bathroom counter right now. You know, like can everything. I, yes. Can I tell you this brief story that happened two nights ago? So I go to sure. bed before my son goes to bed because I go to bed with my daughter. So I'm in bed. It's like, you know, 730 or so. So I'm asleep and I can hear rustling happening, running around. Something is going <laughs> like array. Something's here. awry. Happening? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I see my little son coming into the room. Mama, I can't find Mr. Bear. Well, they've been looking for Mr. Bear, which is his, like, lovey, for, like, 30 mm-hmm. minutes. So mm-hmm. it's now time to wake up Mom from her deep sleep before she gets up to do the morning news. And <laughs> I look all around the house, and there's only one room left that it could be in, which is the, 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 the nursery where the sleeping baby is. I'm like, oh, gosh. and I'm like, I know where it is. It's, and I'm like, I don't know how I know this, but it's in the dirty clothes hamper. So I like <laughs> sneak into the bedroom and what do I do? I immediately put my hand in, pull out a couple things and there's Mr. Bear right there. Do you think my husband could have found Mr. Bear? No, no my never. son was on the verge of a complete breakdown in tears because <laughs> he couldn't have, he turns to his daddy, he goes, daddy, I love Mr. Bear as much as I love you. And he like, <laughs> no. couldn't, he couldn't go to sleep with him. And like, so they had to like wake me up to find this bear. So Karen, yes. I don't know I, how you, we just know where things are. You have like, how, like a how? superpower. I mean, like the fact that yeah. you like stealthily like creeped into the room, <laughs> found Mr. Bear. I mean, that's like legit. Super mom. My nickname is know. the finder. The finder. That's mom. Oh, oh, that's like, um, that's like your superhero. Like there should be like a t-shirt emblazoned with that. Did I tell you um, I lost my retainer the other day? <laughs> Did you really? I saw, your, I saw your social media post about it and like. The only thing I can think about is like, wait, let's back up. You're still wearing your retainer. Why do you have a retainer? <laughs> it's because it's a night guard because I grind my teeth. It's not like oh, I'm like fixing okay. my like gap that I had when I was five. Anyways, I like, I was, I was falling asleep at night. And I was like, <laughs> I forgot my night guard. Where is it? And I immediately was like, it's outside in the dumpster. <laughs> oh no. And I was right. And I knew exactly. And it took me, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you guys. It took me probably one minute to go outside pull out the exact trash bag that I knew what <laughs> trash bag it was, opened it up, and uh, it was wrapped in toilet paper. I put my hand in, 
unwrap the toilet paper and there's my $300 night guard. <laughs> did you did you sterilize wow. it and just pop it in your mouth and went straight to bed? <laughs> I didn't have time for that. I just popped it in and went <laughs> back to bed. Rubbed <laughs> it back in the trash bag. Is this like, could we capitalize on this? Is this like, is this a business? I'm telling you, I can find anything. And my house is not that finder. Okay. Sorry, that the was... finder. Wow. That was good. It, was good. it was a prime example of what we were talking about. And we haven't uh, even gotten to your win of the week yet, Ingrid. Jeez. I, know. That, I mean, that might have just... Yes, that but I like found this morning in the trash can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay, so this um, this last article, you know, these last two articles were like, I don't know, like the, the, at least the last one was sort of like emotional. And this one is like, to the point, five ways to teach a toddler to help with chores. Um, oh, yeah, this is yeah. from her view from home. Are you finding it over there, Ingrid? You look mm-hmm. very got it. Black I got, it. got it. <laughs> <laughs> still, think, still thinking about digging in that dumpster. Oh, okay. <laughs> Found it. Um, okay. So, uh, do you have, are you trying to teach your kids about chores? Like tell me oh, where yeah. you guys are with all of this. Um, yes. Trying. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I need to get, I noticed, um, you know, I know my, like my sister has those cute little like chore charts that are like dry oh, erase yeah. and you like yeah. check them off every day. I need to get that. I'm not like, I'm not there yet, but we like LRA does the utensils, puts away the utensils. Oh. Um, oh. then it feeds the dog. Oh, um, Henry. So they're, they're trying to like fold and put their clothes away. So we're, we're starting, but I will say we're not, we're not great about it. We're not like, you got to get your chores done every day. Like we're, we're not, we're, we, right. should, we could, we could do better. Right. Yeah, we could great? definitely do better. So I, yes, I, I'm reading this article. It's like, give your child a vacuum, like mm-hmm. let them help you sweep. Like basically like practicing, helping with chores. Yeah. I'm more into like, like doing you job. actually helping yeah. me with oh, my yeah. workload. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, and I think this is key because like as children, we were like, okay, here's like a one block on the floor. Little Johnny could go pick it up and put it in there. Good job. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I need my children to like be able to analyze the situation and see like my toys are everywhere. I need to clean these up and it's starting to work. Bless like, you. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I think that's the first time anybody's ever sneezed during this podcast. <laughs> Only I'm took sorry. 17 months. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ingrid, anyway, so like I'm getting, I'm trying to teach them how to like analyze dirty spots and clean up. So now they're kind of getting it where like they recognize there's blocks all over. Like we need to clean them up before yeah. we move on to the next thing. And that's really hard to teach a kid, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, and I think that's admirable because I feel like River will sometimes, like if I make a game out of it, she'll pick up all those stupid yeah, balls yeah, in that yeah. ball pit that she loves and like her blocks. But, you know, this is my like, this article is good, um, but I think it's for moms who are much less um, OCD than I am because I'm like, well, this is just like your kids are just going to make a bigger mess while they're like practicing cleaning it's up true. and then you have to like, oh yeah. anyway, yeah. let's get to it. Um, so the first tip is give your child a play vacuum. Um, River actually has one of those like plastic Fisher Price popcorn things. And she does because anybody who knows me knows I like to vacuum every other day on the dot. Um, she will get her little, um, plastic vacuum out and pretend like she's helping. So I guess in, in those regards, I, you know, our digital person sent me an email a couple of months ago that says that you can get 
real vacuums for your kids, like child size vacuums. So, hmm. okay, it's out there. I just have give your... them the actual vacuum to be yeah. completely honest. Like yeah. I have but... one that's kind of light and heat my five-year-old, he's almost yeah. five. He, he, he can vacuum. He could do he it. Vacuum. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think River, I don't know that River, we have she's a lot of little too, but I, don't, I think she's yeah. a little bit too little. Um, and River, you know, the other thing is, is she has um, those like play, like sweeper. Well, it's not even a play. It's just a mini broom and like a mini right, little. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Melissa so, and Doug one or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I think That's we all have the same one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the same thing, have your little ones sweep. Um, Ingrid, or who did, who said this? Never too young to put away their plates and utensils. That's Ella Ray, Karen. Yes. Um, and so, and I, mm-hmm. I thought this was this was a good one. Store your child's plates, trays, and utensils inside a drawer in the kitchen that he or she can easily access when it's time mm-hmm. to dry dishes. Because that's a problem. Our, our silverware is, like, way too high up for her mm-hmm. to do that. Um, even if it's just a few dishes at a time that your child puts away, we'll teach him or her um, that after eating a meal, one must always clean up their mess. Um, designate a box container he, she will use to take out recyclables, which I thought was yeah, pretty clever. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, all I envision is like, now you have like another box of trash, like sitting out yeah. in the open in your house, but whatever. Um, provide a laundry folding tutorial. This reminds me of something that you would do, Karen. Have your kids, like, I feel like Ella Ray's like, you've already <laughs> had her like folding clothes. Yes. Uh, she's like she's- ironing right now. Yeah, yeah. She's in the other room right now getting my dresses ready. Um, no, she, she, they do try to fold clothes. Here's the problem with the laundry that I find. They get really into it, but they, you know, they can't really fold it right. They're so and bad. Oh. It's so bad. And, you know, you can't be upset because they're trying. Um, but, yeah. Now, I will say my kids are some great sock matchers. And they mm-hmm. are, you know, that's a fun thing. And they, they can do that, match up the socks. But it's so funny because they just stuff one sock down into the other sock. That's how they like, yeah. put them together because uh-huh. they can't figure out, like, the fold thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and it's funny. So <laughs> Bennett is really into the dustpan. Uh-huh. Um, and she really wants to be a big helper. Um, she probably helps, honestly, more than my other kids to be to be. Um, she's the baby. Truthful about it. And she's the youngest. She's only two. But um, it's hilarious, though, because she will, like, spill her water on the floor and then go run and get the dustpan and be like, it's okay, Mom, I got it. And like, yeah, It's and not like, going to work. No, sweep up the no. water. And I'm like, no, So to your no. point, Katie, like, oftentimes she makes a bigger mess. Um, right. And, you know, she she really wants to use the dustpan. Right. Like, there's a massive right. hit if she can't use the dustpan. But, you know, of course she can't really, like, scoop up everything. Right. Anyway, it's hilarious. But I do think, I, you know, I think this, and this article kind of talks about it. I think it's just important to start that. Uh, to start know, the process. Thought. Yeah. 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 So. Well, I mean, River can. is very good. You know, we have two cats and a dog. And so there's constantly, like, hairballs or accidents on the house. And River is, like, always really good at being, like, <gasps> Ugh, gross poot poot mommy poot. yeah when it's somebody like, else's mouth. yeah 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 I'm like that's not, that's okay all right thank you so I mean maybe she she's wrecking she's being cognizant of message right what right. you were trying to instill Ingrid so maybe up there and um the last the best oh, sorry I was just say it's the best when the kids like recognize how messy is the houses the houses and they tell you they're like yeah it's messy in here <laughs> yeah. like this is dirt I'm like okay okay I get I it I got it I you know. don't have to remind me. And then I start getting into my lectures like, well, you know what? If you guys could help a little bit more, then it wouldn't be so messy. Why don't you go do this? <laughs> That's like classic mom talk right there. Um, so the last thing is here is just it's never too early to teach your toddler how to do chores. And this is how they become successful adults is, um, I don't know. That's it. Responsibility. Responsibility. Folding, folding the laundry. That's all you got to do. 
That's Put daddy's boxers do. away. That's right. It'll be a, be a great member to society. Win of the week. Listen to this. I am now officially halfway through this pregnancy. Oh, I'm Woo! And I had um, a win. Yeah, 20 weeks. I uh, had my anatomy scan. And? And uh, you're having you know how it is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise, it's not a girl. No. Um, you know, with these, every time I have an ultrasound or any sort of test, I'm just like so nervous. Yeah. I'm like, yes, like, yes. like the sweat nervous thing where you're like, right, your heart's right. going. And I'm like, oh my God, like, he, she's going to find something. Like, there's going to be something. Um, and she, you know, when you do the anatomy scan, they tell you everything they're looking at. They're like, mm-hmm. so what we look at for Downs is like the shape of the nose and blah, blah, blah. And then she stops talking. I was like, so how is the shape of the nose? Oh, yeah, everything's fine. Like everything they're looking at, the brain, the spine. And I'm just like, and then like after 30 minutes, I'm like, so is it good? She's like, yeah, everything's wonderful. I'm like, okay, like everything's safe, you know. So that's behind us. And now we're just going to plow through this next half of the pregnancy. Well, I don't know about you, but this has been the quickest pregnancy I have ever (laughs) experienced. (laughs) Do you feel like people, I mean, it's funny because especially now that you're working from home, like. Do you think there's going to be people who, you know, like coworkers who are like, oh, wow, like I haven't seen Ingrid in forever. She had a baby. Like, geez. Yes. A hundred percent. And like, I, like I had to go to the dentist yesterday and this woman who cleans my teeth, she's like, oh, I love watching, you know, I've been watching you in the mornings. She goes, oh my gosh, I had mm. no idea you were pregnant. I'm like, oh, really? Cause you know, you can't see it. It's just from right, the- right. Yeah, you know, especially chest chest if yeah. you were, yeah, if you were in the studio, you'd be on the green screen and we would, oh, see, we would see the whole one. Everyone would know I was pregnant. Yeah. And they would well, look good. Well, that I was pregnant I'm glad. on a daily basis. Still pregnant. I'm glad. Ingrid, you're still pregnant. <laughs> I'm glad that everything is good with the ultrasound. And, you know, I feel like the second half goes way quicker than the first half. Hmm. Sharon, always looking at the, the positive things. Thanks. I, I think, I think, and it's easier, right? The end, just gonna yeah. fly by. Yeah. That baby's gonna Much be easier. Nope. That baby's gonna be out of here in no time. I don't think she'll be here before you know it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a whirlwind now. pregnancy. Mm-hmm. 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 All, right. All right. Well, we are excited to meet that little girl whenever she does arrive. Me too. <laughs> okay. You look so good. He's like, enough, enough, Uh, enough. Okay, uh, let's move on. Um, Okay, thanks for uh, for listening (laughs) to us. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Hope everyone has a great week. Guys, our podcasts have been fire lately. I'm just going to say it. They have been good. You laugh. You, so Bye, Ingrid yeah. did text, uh, text us about good. last week's episode. She was listening and she said, guys, I just laughed out loud. <laughs> we, I laughed out loud a lot. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, are we funny? And Ingrid was like, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. But like, no. I think we're, we think we we're think funny. We think we're That's funny. That's, That's, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to go like stand up comedy, you know, like I don't think it's that much, but I think okay. we're pretty, I think we're pretty funny. Okay. I feel like there's a clip of you saying this, like, early on in the podcast as well. Like, I don't know. Are we funny? I don't know. So, well, I've, this pandemic has made me realize we are funny. Ladies. We are funny. We're Good. funny. Well, um, you're welcome, listeners. For, hey, for leave us funny. a review. Leave us a review. Tell us how funny we are. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>
much for listening.